Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Zero. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, welcome, everybody. <laughs> to Just the Worst Podcast. Let's see it. With me, the Patty. Podcast for old people. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Geriatric Corner. <laughs> Let's talk about what ails you today. We are going to have you age with us. On the it's line, we have Dorothy from <laughs> Kansas. Oh, Dorothy from Kansas. Oh, Whoa, that was like a subliminal thing for sure. Totes, as the kids say. (laughs) But have you gone to like places like Wisconsin or Kansas or wherever and seen people your own age that look like they're... So no, they don't even look a hundred. They just look so middle aged. Yes, and like I don't feel like I look that middle. You know what somebody told me at work the other day, which was so funny. He's like, when I found out how old you were, he's like, I had no idea. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, (laughs) I was like, that's really funny. Yeah, literally, I never know how to take those kind of comments. He meant it in a good way. He's like, it's in a good way. But it was really funny because I work with a bunch of 30-year-olds, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, 30s old. Yeah, well, 30. So not in my company because we have this huge, I'm like one of the only people in my age bracket because they're either older than me. Really? Because of the business that we're in, like we have some kind of gray hair people. And then or like way younger than me that are all the software people. So it's like this very interesting and I'm in the middle. So I kind of veer towards the younger people, which is I think their whole thing. I was like, no, you're one of us. You're not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Don't I know. worry. But then I am also like, but are you telling me that I'm wildly irresponsible as well? <laughs> yes. And that's okay. Don't ever grow up. People. Like people my age have children who are. Your age. Yeah. No. No. I do have. I I have a son who is the age of some of the people I work with. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't like I I feel like if I had been more successful, I wouldn't have to be working. Anymore. Right. What have I been doing with my life? Yeah. That's the other problem about working around here is you're running around with like 30-year-old bajillionaires and you're like, oh, how can I be so unsuccessful? <laughs> what have I been doing wrong? <laughs> what happened? It's true. It's crazy. So I was going to tell you, I so I went to this offsite, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know when this happened to me, but I have become a highly emotional person. <laughs> what? <laughs> you? Yeah. That's it's not terrible. Accurate. So like... Well, we all, like, I was, had this whole depression thing for a while, right, where I was just crying uncontrollably all the time. There's that. And then, but then I've stabilized out from that. (coughs) However, nowadays, whenever I get really frustrated or angry or upset, I cry and I can't stop. Really? Yes. And I can't, like, literally. Do you, like, know that you can't stop while you're doing it? Yes. And it's like, I, like, I have to leave the room. I'm not going to be, and then as soon as I think I've gotten my shit together, I will start to cry again. So this is awesome. I don't know if this is like hormonal or if I'm just fucking nuts. Finally losing it. Yeah. Or like need to up the meds or start taking edibles. What I need to do. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you do. (laughs) Um, So we're at this two-day offsite talking about good communication and teamwork and stuff. And we were talking. We had to break out into groups and talk to like one other person 
about something. And I started to talk to him and I burst into tears. <laughs> and he's like, wow. Happens to be I a guy up. who's been friends with my boss for 20 years. Oh, no. And so I'm like, I got to go. So I like jet out of the room and I miss probably like two hours, like probably two hours total because I just like hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. And then he went to look for me and he's calling me like, where are you? What happened? Oh are you okay? God. And then I ended up getting dragged outside by a couple people and talked to for like an hour about like Whoa. why I was so upset. It was terrible. And I'm like, listen, I just cry. Like, it's not as big of a deal as this is happening. Like, I just. I would lead you to believe <laughs> by my reaction. Yeah. I am just super emotional. And the, the coach who was leading us through the thing, she's like, they can learn so much from you because you just cool. wear your emotions on your sleeve and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but this sucks. I don't want them to learn this from me. <laughs> I don't me. want to be the example. Yeah. Can't can I learn how to be just heartless and cold from that? Yeah. Why do I have to be the one who's like, all right, here I am, just a pile of mush. It was fucking (laughs) terrible. Oh, my God. So so I'm texting Ian from the bathroom like, okay, so I just burst into tears in front of 45 of my coworkers. This is awesome. And he's like, really? (laughs) I don't remember the last time I cried. Dude, after that last bout of, like, suicidal depression... Yeah. Not quite suicidal. I have a couple friends who are actually really worried about that. I'm like, no, I'm not suicidal. <laughs> That's too much effort. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the Louis What if it, what it doesn't like, work? I like life just enough. <laughs> exactly. That I haven't killed myself. Yes, yet. exactly. I'm willing one more day. Yeah. Um, That's all I it have is. like and literally. Everyone just woke up and was like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's harder to kill myself this morning than to get up and go to work. Um, I like unblocked something and now I fucking like I probably don't cry over appropriate things. <laughs> like if something was really bad, I probably would still be like heartless and cold like Yeah. But things that are n- not monumental now make me cry like a fucking child. I know it's oh, it's the worst. Just when it comes to like your own emotions or like Oh yeah, no, it's TV all about like it's no, it's all about like imaginary shit going on in my head. Mm. It's not actual. Like that's what I mean. Like if something real happened, I'd probably be like, "Huh. Fine. Yeah. Mm, I'm okay with it. Like I'm okay. I'm going to be fine." But when I like get into my head and just nut oh. up and just like, "Oh my god, everybody hates me and I don't fit in. This is terrible." I'm gonna, uh, oh. What are you gonna do? I guess I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna teach people how to cry. Is what I'm gonna, gonna do. Deal with it. Be like, ah, oh, fuck. There she. But you know what? I just also realized, which is really funny, is I think I'm, um, I'm pretty much in a protected class now. What does that mean? I'm a woman over forty. Very oh. hard to fire me. <laughs> and you're crying a lot. You're doing a lot for us. Thank you. <laughs> but it's very hard to fire me at this stage. You have to have a real, real reason to fire me. It's true. I know that was one of the things at my last job when they hired me. They basically hired me to fire somebody. Oh, dear. Yeah, because they were didn't want to do it because that's, that's how they ridiculous. are. They just ignore problems and hope they go away. Yes. Um, And so they thought it would be better if I was there because then it was a woman firing her. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because she was in protected class. And they're like, oh, this could look really bad. Dude, she's doing a terrible job. Everybody's fucking scared of her. Like, that's fine. We yeah. can let her go. It's reasonable. Anyway, I don't think she listens to this podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> now she's put it together. Oh, yes. That's why they are. Yeah. Hey. Damn. Well, she knew it. I mean, that, one of my first meetings with her was like, listen, I'm not here to try to take your job away from you. 
No, no, it wasn't. I mean, I, I really did want to try to make it work, but it was just impossible. It's like, there, you know, and I'm sure I'm this way about certain things. Like, I'm just not going to change anymore. Like, this is how I am. And it's either going to work in a place or it's not. Yeah. And she had been there for a really long time and she was stuck in the way they did business 10 years before and she couldn't get out of that and it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And I think she's super happy now doing her own thing. So well, there you go. Yeah. Everybody you fire finds a better job is what I found. Oh, that's a nice way to think of it. Yeah. It's just, it's, um, you are setting, cause you know how hard it is to leave a job when you're not happy. Like you, you, your, your performance shows that you're not happy. Yeah. But it's really hard to leave. It takes a lot of energy. And sometimes like as somebody's manager or somebody who's looking out for somebody's career, you kind of have to, hey, listen, this is a terrible fit. You're not happy. We're not happy. Nobody's happy. Yeah, that's very true. Here's some money. Go find something that's going to (laughs) actually. Go see a Star Wars. It's going to go make you find a job that you like. And I think that that really does kind of galvanize people in a way and like just frees them up to do something different. No, I agree with that. It's, It's the worst thing in the world to do. It sucks. Yeah, I told you about to the guy it. I fired one time that told me that he was too good to work for me. One of the co fired him, right? No, but that's oh, that awesome. was that was my favorite story. So I felt terrible about this. I did everything I could to make it work with this guy. Yeah. And I finally had to let him go. And um he looked at me and he goes, Well, that's fine, because I'm too good to work for you anyway. And I felt You're I was like, like oh, oh, now I didn't fire you I soon enough. Yes. You fuck not. I don't feel bad at all. Oh, I guess my work is done here. That's Thank helpful. you. It was hilarious. I left the room laughing. That's like, amazing. How long have you tried? A year. Over a year. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I tried for a long time. Like, got him a coach, did, like, everything I I wonder I if he knew it was coming and just had that response ready. I don't know. He probably did, because I think once you're, you're like, forced into coach, it's one thing to be offered a coach, like, hey, we really want to get you to the next level, To It's really different when someone's like, listen, you have some serious issues. <laughs> We're going to get you a coach and see if you can work through them. Like, there's, oh. you know. Yeah, so I'm sure he probably felt like it but he also felt like he was god's gift so he could have been totally surprised thinking they'll never let me go because i'm amazing yeah and he actually was super talented he just was very hard to work with sometimes people are just in the wrong spot so this is um the hr show yes thank you for joining (laughs) us please call in with any questions i don't even remember how i got on oh because i cry at work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because I am a hot mess. I don't stop crying ever <sighs> at work, apparently. Yeah, but I feel like it might not be bad though, because people will think you care. Oh yeah, I mean that's what that was anything, one of the things that coach said. Together, She's like, like well, I don't think she cares. No, I clearly, I think it comes off like I care, but that's it's really just I'm driving myself crazy in my head. <laughs> one or the other i mean in a way that means i care because it's i'm thinking about it enough to actually drive myself crazy about it true so there's that i don't know get that going for you anyway so that was my week it was fucking awesome good lord hello giant truck going by yes it's like the military convoy just passed or something (laughs) what the fuck well we do live right by the va because I don't think they have a whole ton of military convoys going to the VA. <laughs> How do they get there? Maybe ambulances and stuff. Man, they. And the methadone clinic. And the methadone clinic. Oh, by the way, have you seen your friend, Brittany? Brianne? Bri- Bryn? Bryn. Bryn. Uh, no, I've not. So the other day, I was driving home from... Every now and then, you've got to give a homeless person like a $20 bill. Because it just sure. fucking blows them away, right? Yeah. 
So I was driving home and I was trying to get on the freeway and there's always at least a guy standing right there. If not, what, more? At least not, yeah, if not more. Nice. Um, so there's this guy and he just looks so down. He like wasn't even standing up anymore. He was just fucking like over it. And so I rolled down my window. I'm like, here, dude. And he looked at me and he goes, are you sure? Oh, I know. And I said, yeah, I'm sure. Take care of yourself. And he went as fast as his little legs could carry him <laughs> to his connection to get him to score some dope. Uh, <laughs> I was like, but you know, like I was how thinking. How do you know that? Oh, because he fucking dropped his sign and ran across the street. <laughs> like he was, he wasn't going to get a hamburger. This you guy sure? was. Yes, oh. I'm sure. I know that. I look. get excited about hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's what he was doing. But I was thinking, like, God, when I was having that problem, what I wouldn't have given if I really needed money and I was feeling that down for somebody to just hand me twenty dollars. It would have been like fucking, like your what whole if you're world just is okay gonna again. Go get high. Yeah, oh, then God. your whole world is okay again. No. Don't you know how this works? No, I'm not oh. a good drug addict, apparently. No, not at all. No. Yeah, because he clearly needed to get high. Wow. And I enabled that. And I'm okay with it because, like, if you're going to give money to homeless people, fuck it. Like, whatever it takes for you to be able to survive on the street, whether it's food or booze or whatever. Really? A tent. Yeah, why shouldn't you be able to do whatever you're doing? Like, it's not my business once I give you money what you do with it. I guess. <laughs> what if he went and bought a puppy and kicked it to the... I don't think he would do that. <laughs> That'd be kind of a weird way to spend your money. <laughs> I don't have a home. I don't have so any I food. I'm going to buy this puppy and beat it to death. Buy his puppies anyway. Yeah, exactly. He probably puppy cost $20. A puppy. <laughs> then my story is unraveling. <laughs> Never mind. I story <laughs> Yeah, Shut I'm pretty sure holes. he went to go get high. I mean, it was it was almost funny how fast he ran across the street. To get, like, I mean, even better, boom! he was like in a wheelchair and then just stood up and ran out of it. <laughs> like yeah, this prop. Yeah, but he was he was pretty stoked. I oh. felt pretty good about it. See, like, I oh. circumvent that and buy them Safeway gift cards. Oh, but see, you're trying to actually get them to do something decent. I don't really care. I was like, because I know how bad that feels. <laughs> To really just need to get high. And somebody can give you a goddamn Safeway gift card, and then you have to go sell the goddamn Safeway gift card. <laughs> and that's hard. Oh. Buy a you're looking out for everyone's best interest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to cut to the chase. I Because re I remember buying, um, like I would buy uh, food stamps oh. from people. Because you can buy like $100 worth of food stamps for like 20 bucks. Really? Yeah, because they really need money. So... Okay, mind you, you're wow. literally Learned stealing so money from children's stuff. mouths. Yeah. <laughs> but I had friends who were working the system to all kinds of degrees at that point. So they were saying they had children living with them when they didn't. Sure. So there was a lot, you know, so you could buy them so from them. So what do you do with all the food stamps? Buy food. Oh, yeah. But you can get $100 worth of food for $20. And Pretty then you sweet. still have 80 other dollars that you would have spent on food to buy other things with. Very true. See how that works? If you're in that kind of position, at some point you end up being the one trying to sell the food stamps, which is the shitty These position. Are great life in. tips. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, well, be <laughs> I hope everyone's learning things. <laughs> hey guys, do you want to further the cycle of abuse? <laughs> Oh, man, I had friends who worked the I'm system kidding. so badly. Like, they were on HUD with two-bedroom apartments saying their kids lived there when their kids hadn't been with them for years. I mean, people 
do if all kinds of system, terrible shit. Yes. Huh? If there's a system, people will scam it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's terrible because there's a ton of people who do the right thing and are really trying to make it work and survive as a family. And then there's people like my friends who were just trying to get as much for free as they possibly could. Yeah. And, you know, that's – I don't hang out with those kind of people anymore. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I got away from them, but um, Keith sort of reminded me of that. That guy. Yeah. What that felt like, that kind of desperation and just hopelessness. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible thing. Mm. <laughs> oh, Sounds rough. Yeah, it was It was terrible. And this guy was not in good shape. And then, so that happened, and then I was listening to my new favorite podcast, Armchair Expert. Oh. And Dr. Drew was on it. And I have like, Such a weirdo. okay, so I have like a moral dilemmas with Dr. Drew because of all his like get sober on TV shit that he does. And he was, he was talking about that, like all of the, because Dak Shepard is in AA. Yeah. And so he, they were kind of talking about like, well, what does that do to anonymity? And what does that do to like people's actual ability to recover? And Dr. Drew was like, okay, first of all, you know, you can't say that addicts aren't able to to sign agreements because they do all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're saying that they're incapable of that, then they're incapable of being responsible when they rob a bank or when they do, right? Because they're, right. they're either responsible or they're not. So they're able to walk into an agreement like that knowing what they're doing. And then he said, and I actually have better results because I'm paying them to be there. So if they decide they're going to leave, because they're, they're reality show, right? Yeah. So if they decide they're going to leave, they stop getting paid. Oh, yeah. So he's like, so I have this extra incentive to keep them in the program. And I was like, that's really kind of funny. That is, <laughs> So they decided that it wasn't it wasn't amoral Morally to do that because they were really trying to help people and they had some incentive to stay or what. I've never actually watched the show. I just know that it exists. Celebrity Rehab, I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with right. Dr. Joe. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched Which it is either. so weird that all of our high school radio DJs are now like famous in their own right. Like I know. Adam, what's his face? Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla, Dr. Joe. Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. Like, it's so funny. Mr. Bertram. Mr. Bertram. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It is really weird. It's so weird. Um, So then I started thinking, well, I don't really have a topic. So last night I was thinking, well, what am I going to do for topic? And then I thought, what have I done more research on in my life than anything else (laughs) in the whole world? Besides being privileged and white. (laughs) (laughs) Out. Before that. Ouch. <laughs> the other problem of priv- privileged white people, drug addiction. <laughs> For real, right? Yeah, that is true. Especially like, um, it, I, I don't know what it was like elsewhere, but where I lived as a teenager in the 80s. Oh, <laughs> trying you comfortable? to get comfortable, comfortable story time. Um, and I... um, there was a lot of parents that like got into the whole like... Um, what about like they were very into the me like what about me therapy became really big and est was really in and like est i can't remember what it was but it was all about like the internal journey and finding yourself and blah blah right and like women were getting divorces more than ever before so it was like became this very self-centered adults yeah that were kind of running the show and so then there's all these teenagers whose parents were very self-absorbed from, this is my perception, right? Sure, I sure, could sure. be totally wrong, but this is how it looked to me and how it looks to me looking back. Yeah. Um, who are paying no fucking attention to their kids mm-hmm. and throwing a lot of money at problems, right? So there was a yes. bunch of kids who really didn't have to worry about anything, who had no real supervision. Drugs were rampant. Mm-hmm. And so people just went fucking nuts. 
And so that's kind of how my teenage years looked. And of course, there was a ton of kids, I'm sure, who went to high school yeah. and did all their thing and never saw any <laughs> of that. Um, so this would have been like mid-late 80s? Mid to late 80s, yeah. And your parents would have been in their 40s? Yeah, something like that. So I don't they know. Work. You're making me do math. I don't I'm trying do math. to think like if they would be they're not ex hippies. No. They were they're they were too old they were already that. married when that whole thing happened and like having children and being they were very conservative. Okay, so that's kind of my parents, I think. Yeah. So very tail. Yeah, and then they got a divorce. No. And I think I mean, I totally get people getting divorces and, and they yeah. had a good reason to do that and it made sense and all of that, but it's also when anybody breaks up with somebody. You're in a lot of pain. It mm-hmm. hurts. Your whole life has changed. Everything's different. You become very self-absorbed. Very much. Right? So. For a while. And sometimes it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Because then you grow and you find yourself and blah, blah, blah. But when your parent does that, when you're a teenager who's prone to having issues, it can result in bad shit. And so it seemed like all of our parents were getting divorced and like they were just trying to survive too. And everybody's doing the best yeah. they can. But there's all this new stuff coming at them about like take care of yourself and you know, yeah, like I'm really bad at breakups. I can't imagine. <clears throat> Could you imagine if you had children to take care of and you felt like with that, that person? Yes, too. and you had yeah. like any song that you hear that reminds <laughs> you of them. You're like, oh, exactly. So then you're looking at a, especially. I always think about that with like my friends that are divorced and their kids look so much like the dad. Because I'm like, how do you justify you even like, look at that child? I can't look at Adam <laughs> Levine because he looks too much like. Oh, oh he kind of does. Yeah. And like, I, really... I, I can't, like, I. if people want to upset me, they send me pictures, of, and they do, because they're You guys, dicks. nobody send her pictures of Adam <laughs> Molly, Levine. I know he, she loves, anytime he. Molly, quit being a jerk. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah. Because I just, it's like PTSD. Yeah. And uh, so I can't imagine. Like, I have a friend, and her son looks exactly like her ex. I'm just like, how do you not want to, like, punch your kid in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I drown my children. Go live with your father. I never want to see you again. Yeah. Like, I don't, <sighs> I would not be able to, like, not talk shit about them. Like, my kids would be a mess because I'd be like, your dad is the devil, mm-hmm. he's a monster. I could never be like, oh, your dad has a new girlfriend? Oh, she's beautiful and thin and a model? That's great. I'm totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No, yeah, right? So it's really hard anyway. So so it just led to this whole group of kids that just went off the fucking, which is when I talk about like, oh, I know all these people, a lot of it was from that. It was just like this group of, this age group that just had very little parental supervision. When I think parents kind of thought that was a good idea as well, though, didn't they? Yeah, back then it was, yeah, it was like hands off parenting. Themselves and, <laughs> well, yeah. and also that just, it just, I think that's how it had always been, right? Like, there well, was not. their parents been too strict with them? Um, that, that generation well, I think kinda? my parents' parents probably were, but we yeah. don't talk about that. Some, uh, that's, yeah. Um, from some vague stories I've heard, at least my mom's parents were fairly strict. Yeah, like really, strict. and like kids like, didn't have feelings as far as right. Like, no, yeah, kids were kids were uh, ancillary. Yeah, um, and my da- you know whatever. So and, or they were really busy making a ton of money. Yeah, it's or funny whatever. how the pendulum swings so wildly that it's like one generation learns no something. Feelings, yeah. 
kids it's all about the kids and then the next one it's like oh my god we all need so much therapy because no one's ever asked me how i feel about any of that before and then the other generation is like no one's paying attention to me because they're still analyzing their own feelings yeah it's it's pretty funny we humans are frail frail species uh so i was just briefly looking at what um what the stats are on drug addiction. And I think these are probably already so out of date because these are from like 2014, but it said uh, mm. about 21.5 million American adults. That's 12 or older. I don't know why they decided a 12 year old was an adult, <laughs> but <laughs> that 11 year old, not but they're uh, 13. That, fuck that guy. Battle a substance use disorder. But I would imagine with the way Opiates things are going with now? Oxycontin yeah. and fentanyl and all that, that is probably way worse than that. Yeah. One of every eight people who suffer from drug disorder struggled with both alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Um, there's one in here. Okay, so drug abuse and addiction cost American society close to $200 billion in healthcare, criminal justice, Ooh. legal, and lost workplace production. In 2007, these are the latest. I don't know why they don't get more So data, every time but... you give someone $20, go get high, and then they overdose and get rushed to the hospital uh-huh. we're paying for your stupid 20 dollars fix yeah you just gave this that's guy. true thanks patty you're welcome you can write all of your mad letters to patty <laughs> hey man i'm just being sympathetic <laughs> uh they think that addiction is about 50 percent heritable so that was one of the things that like mm-hmm. um they were talking about with dr drew was saying like it you're it's definitely a genetic thing like it's really? passed down family to family but that there's also like circumstantial things that also lead to it actually ha- like, like kicking again. off yeah. right so there's a combination of things typically but nowadays with with the way people are getting um prescription drugs and then yeah. Getting so strung out on those and then I don't know how that's working these days cuz it seems like those people if they weren't actual addicts like genetically mind altered like once they got detoxed off that they'd be fine whereas like a lot of the alcoholics and addicts i know need ongoing right treatment and reinforcement in order to not go back to being yes. a total dipshit yeah mm-hmm. um i have friend, i have a few friends who like kind of made that like oh well we're grown up now and it's not a big deal anymore um, oh, thing. but we were talking earlier because i keep thinking about oh should i do edibles or um, right. eat edibles or take CBD oil or whatever right. for anxiety and whatnot. And that I still have this like terror in my soul about, oh God, I'm going to become like a total fucking creep and just slide right back into but... that way of thinking. Well, like we just eat sugar <sighs> and we're like, why is sugar so good? And you don't like stuff your face with candy. How do you know time. I don't? I'm assuming. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but caffeine on the other hand. True. I am most of the time. You don't think you could stop caffeine? I have, ca- I have stopped caffeine several times, which means I haven't really stopped caffeine. <laughs> right? Basically. Like, I have stopped I for... I quit all the time. I've st- yeah, I could quit anytime <laughs> I want to. I just don't times. want to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I, I've quit for like 21 days periods, like when I'm like, oh, oh I'm going to eat super clean, I'm going to do whatever. And I always feel great, and I always have tons of like, so like super stable energy willpower. and blah, 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 and all of that. And then on the 22nd day, I'm like, Fuck yeah, I'm having a cup of coffee. And oh, I get super so high off that person. first cup of coffee. And then it's awesome. And then I go right back into the, okay, I'm gonna, I am gonna. need another cup of coffee just to survive. 
which mm. is exactly what addiction is like, right? Like the first one is like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Right. And then you just spend the rest of the day chasing that best thing ever feeling. And then it's five years later and you're like, fuck, that one <laughs> five years ago was so awesome. Island. And now I'm sitting on the street corner and Valentina just brought me a backpack with a bunch of <laughs> crap. And, and, and all and, I want is $20. And what the fuck happened to my life? <laughs> That is addiction in I a don't nutshell. Think that happens with edibles, though. No, but it's not the edible that does it. It's the edible that lowers your inhibition to go fuck. Let's go get some cocaine. Oh, <laughs> I haven't had one of those. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the that's the thing. And I I think I said to you like, then that's the only thing I think about ever again. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's the only thing that matters from now on. Is <laughs> like get me more of that feeling. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm I'm legitimately worried about that because I watch how I treat other things like caffeine mm-hmm. like it's just one is too many and a thousand is never enough yeah, right that sounds like literally that. That's interesting. yeah um so I just am very hesitant to and try are that. there addiction genes in your family uh yeah well I mean I have a, a sister who's a drug addict and I have there's all kinds of things that run in my family eating disorders and yeah um, my, I think further down the line in my family, like serious, like rage issues and things like that. Oh. I don't know if it was actually alcoholism or if it was just, wow, you really should be an alcoholic because you're <laughs> really angry and probably better off if everybody probably be happier if you drank type of situation. <laughs> but often it's referred to as a dry drunk who are just complete fucking assholes <laughs> really, really need to have a drink. I've never heard that. You've never heard of that? No. Yeah. A lot of times they say that people who uh, are have that kind of genetic disposition and that reaction to problems are just rageaholics or they take it out in some other way. And they actually get better if they drink? <laughs> well. Or they're like more tolerable kind of, to be yeah, around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make them like absolute monsters? Well, I don't know. I mean, no. they because do, they don't. Like oh, Donald you. Trump has never had a drink. Who you knows? That's alarming. <laughs> He might yeah, be a much more. He might chill out and be cooler, or he might turn into the devil. Kavanaugh. Oh my <laughs> Kavanaugh god! Going to rampage. That guy does not need a drink. No, but think about how filled with rage he was when he didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, that's tricky. <laughs> well, maybe he did drink that morning. Who knows? <laughs> I like beer. I like beer. I'm gonna take it to a fifteen real quick. <laughs> Oh, I best. still watch that and just love makes it me so love much. Matt and the fact that he's like borderline laughing the entire time <laughs> is magical. <laughs> I don't know how you can balance it. It's so beautifully. You have to be able to turn it into something else, right? The whole time. That's yeah. that's good acting right there. Uh yeah, so I mean like I've run the gamut of taking classes on it because I got my degree in sociology because mm-hmm. I was gonna go work in prisons was my plan when I was yeah. in college. I really thought I could make a difference. No. Um and then I realized, like, oh, it's the government runs those. I hate that. Uh, and I don't want to do that. So no. I decided I worked in juvenile hall in college Gosh. as a volunteer. And I did a lot of, like, um, panels and stuff, like, talking about drug addiction and alcoholism in there. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Basically what happens is, like, all the kids try to give you notes to pass on to other people. <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> I can't take those. Nice. Stop it. Stop it, kids. You're terrible. Um but they were all very excited to have, like, outsiders come in. And, in fact, one time I was there, mm. and I was there as a volunteer, and I was doing tutoring or something. And one of the guys is like, you know, why are you sitting in this office? You need to get back out in the – they they thought I belonged there. And I was like, oh hello, God, I don't fucking amazing. live here. 
Clearly, I looked very young. I was a little terrifying. Like, don't get me confused. Please don't lock me up. <laughs> I don't want to live here. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, and I remember they made like, because when I was looking at working there, they made like $2,400 a month. Oh. That's oh, like, is that good? No. Oh. That's like. That's not a lot. No. No, I know. I'm confused why you keep making different faces. I know I changed my face. <laughs> Was that the right reaction? That's a lot. That's a little. What's happening? <laughs> I guess it was a lot at that age, but I'm looking back on it, it's like, you don't pay me enough to fucking deal with those kids all day long and pay me that kind of money. Yeah. Because those no. kids get are a handful. I don't know if you know, but they're a handful. Anyway, I can imagine. Turn me on. And the kids, working with the kids is not what like made me feel like, oh, I don't want to do this. It was um, the, the government well, part. there's nothing. Yeah. The, the administration and all that. I was just like, oh, God, there's no way I'm going to be able to change this machine. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, though, you know, maybe if I had, I'd be like way up in the correction system now and I could stop all the private oh, prisons. Could be warden. Of Larson. the United States. Warden of the U.S. Yes. Top marshal. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Be that sheriff been... Larson. Oh, <laughs> never would have worked out. They would have been on to me. I would have been like, hey, let's look at your background. You'd be easily corruptible, I feel. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I would not. You just said you give people money knowing that they're going to go buy drugs with it. That's not illegal. I didn't say it That's was. not corrupt. That's very honest. He's very <laughs> honest about my intentions. <laughs> About my expectations. Mm -hmm. There was nothing shady about that at all. Okay. I'm <laughs> just saying it was really funny <laughs> watching how fast he skittered down the street. I know. <laughs> now I kind of want to do it. <laughs> yeah. If nothing, Go check it out. It's very entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is my pawn. I shall laugh at their behavior. Oh, anyway. I just, I don't know. Anyway, I won't say again. I just get how that feels and how much, how much of a relief it is to have somebody oh, just I hand you money. You. I like um, it now, even. What? I like being handed when people, money. Yeah, it's pretty great. Still. It is not too bad. Like I told you, I found that bank account that I didn't know I had. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you spent it on anything fun yet? No, I still have most of it. I'm that's nickel and diming it away, though. It's terrible. Oh, Because it's like, fun. once you break 100, it's gone, right? Yeah. And so I'm slowly working my way through it, buying Starbucks and shit, which instead well, of everything of great. Well, it's nice to know, like, you have that little yeah. cachet. Cash? Fun. Maybe, how do you pronounce that? A little, it depends what you're talking about. A little private stash of money. Uh, Cash? Cache? Cash? A little stash of money? I forget. <laughs> you don't remember um, which have you ever been in an intervention? We are going to talk about interventions since oh, your birthday's coming up next weekend. I was part of one once. <laughs> Were yes, you? Yes. On the, on the giving side. On yes. the, <laughs> I have a letter I want to write to you. Read to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell. Your addiction has hurt me in the following ways. <laughs> <laughs> did it work? Uh, it was my college boyfriend. Oh. Uh, it did. Um, but I kind of think he went to rehab, like, for fun. Oh, yeah, because it's a great time. Well, I don't know why he kind of went, because then I remember when he got out, like, he'd drink. And I'm like, aren't you not supposed to ever drink again? <laughs> did he, he say, oh, like, no, I just had a problem with drugs? like no i'm kind of fine yeah and i was like i think you just kind of went because you didn't know what else to do with yourself well yeah i think that's why a lot of people go when they're for faced with 15 people who tell them but they I, need yeah, to go because i don't okay. think he, but i don't think he thought he had a problem yeah even until, that is the number one symptom of alcoholism it really is i suppose it's true but like i think i have a problem 
Yeah. So I had that same thing when I first got sober. I was like, yeah, I have a problem and I don't fucking care. This is just the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I had a guy go find it and leave. And I was like, but I don't have anywhere to go. And he goes, fuck it. You're an addict. You don't care. No, and I was like, I oh, I hate you. I do care. Damn it. Clever. But I really didn't have anywhere to go. Like my big plan at that point was to go down the street and sell my leather jacket. Because oh. that was the only thing I had that was worth anything at all. And yeah, that and I was like, wow, that would have new given apartment. me <laughs> maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's amazing how much you'll sell stuff for when you have nothing. I I'm used to sure. pawn my TV and VCR like every other week <laughs> for like and then buy 20 bucks. Yeah, buy it back. How does pawn I don't know how it works. They just so basically take your tack, on a, tack on a surcharge. Yeah, you can either pawn it or you can sell it. Okay. And if you sell it, you'll get a little more money. If you pawn it, you get less, and you have to pay more to get it back. Oh, so, so you would sell your TV to them for twenty bucks? Yeah, and then, and then you can buy back for twenty five or whatever. Oh, interesting. Think about like that's how desperate I was that I would sell shit for twenty dollars. Like, yeah, oh, isn't terrible? Yeah, I was in a um. I've been is it just one intervention? <laughs> I think just I think just one that you were in the receiving end of. No, I didn't ever have to do that because oh, nice. I surrendered pretty quickly. <laughs> like, okay, I don't have anywhere to go. Fuck it, I'll go to rehab. Because um, once, once like all of the consequences came for me, I was like, oh, no I don't really want to live like this. I didn't want to live any other way particularly, but I didn't know there was any other way to live. Like, honestly, I don't know how I got as fucked up as I did with what I thought life was about because my parents were super functional Yeah, for the most part, like... Went to work, whatever, right? They right. they were very functional. My brothers and sisters, for the most part, except for one, very functional. Um, yeah. So I don't know why I got into this death spiral of like, I need to live in a fucking motel and <laughs> sell my TV for $20. <laughs> and this is the only way I know how to live. Because it was total bullshit. It's, but you like create this crazy thing in your head, right? Yeah. Of like how you're going to live. And I was 19. I was, I was a kid. Yeah. Just barely 19, too. Yeah, we're not very bright. <laughs> Teenagers are really dumb without any supervision. Oh, they God, do some no. really dumb shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like when it came time to like, I lost my job, my car, my boyfriend got put in jail all on the same day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I really don't have anywhere to go. And my mom said, you can't live here anymore, but you can't go to rehab. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go there. Because yeah. I literally called every single one of my friends. Like, come help me. No. Did anybody come help me? No. Really? Mm -hmm. That's not very nice. Uh, these are the people no that I was buying their thieves. fucking. <laughs> yes, no honor among these. Oh, that's terrible. Honestly, and I, I'm sure like they were like me, and I would have done the same thing. Like, oh yeah, just let me take care of this one thing, and then I'll try to come help you. Yeah. Like I'll come get you. But that it's like it's the fucking word isn't more shit, right? Yeah. Um, and thank God because it changed my life that nobody came and saved me from that. So it all worked out. But crazy. I was, uh, we did an intervention on my sister one time, and it was the most poorly executed <laughs> intervention <laughs> ever. So my parents have thrown so much money at her problems. Um, it's fucking nuts. But there's one, the last time she went, we did an intervention, had like my siblings flew in to do it, and I just think the interventionist was terrible. How like, old was she at the time? I don't know, 30s something, late 30s. And something. what drugs was it? All of them. Oh, no, right. mostly mostly opiates. Okay. Um, 
But that is a good question because according to her, she wasn't on <laughs> Right? Um, so, yeah, and it was just so bad. It was so awful. Like, the, it's just such a terrible feeling. The whole thing is just, yuck. And it's so hard to for people who are in that lifestyle to be, I mean, you've watched Intervention. Oh, God, they, yeah. Like, anything but that. Anything yeah. but not doing this anymore. Um yeah, so it didn't so work out. Wrong? She, uh, well, like the the intervention, we never told the interventionist that she had kids that needed to go somewhere. <laughs> like just like I don't, it just was poorly planned. Yeah, like we didn't have like what we're gonna say, what we're gonna do. I don't know. It just was didn't work out well. But she ended up going somewhere. Like we nice. got the kids situated, um, and she stayed there for a little while. But it didn't work, right? Like cause it yeah. never works unless you really. Something shifts in your brain. Like for me, I did not want to, I didn't want to get sober. Like I was like, I'm 19. What the fuck am I going to do getting sober this young? I've got tons of life to ruin. I have big plans for myself. I'm going to go work in a dive bar one day. How (laughs) dare you take my dreams away? Um, But while I was there, like I said, I ran into this guy who really challenged my perception of what I did and didn't care about and like Mm -hmm. how I really felt about things and he was awesome like he came from freaking the harlem or somewhere like that he was like one of the so like he was in some like doo-wop band he was like the coolest guy yeah he was a really cool guy but he ended up living like pretty hard life in some pretty rough neighborhoods and he was just he was a he could talk to me and i think that there's so much of that hinges on being able to have somebody hit you where you need to and be honest with you right like you will never meet people who are more brutally honest than you will in AA. No, I'm sure. <laughs> They're just like, oh, you're full of shit. Shut up. And I remember like the first year, it was all about like, take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Shut the fuck up. We don't care what you have to say. Just go to meetings and don't drink. Nice. They don't really do that anymore. They're a lot nicer oh, now. But <laughs> I love those old people that were like, the grumpy, I got sober in 65, guys. Yeah. Um, you ain't seen no <laughs> right. I drank more than you. I spilled more than you drank. Yeah. was one of the big ones, right? I bet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, was, I think I was just really fortunate, and she she was for a while. She was sober for seven years. Seven. Um, no, not at all. And then it's just like that's the thing is it's such a slippery slope. It's like oh, I went and got dental work done, took a couple Cody. Next thing you know, <laughs> I'd never get Cody. What do you mean you never get codeine? I've never been prescribed opiates in my entire lifetime. Really? Yeah. I think How I was is that g- possible? They try to like pawn them off on you these days. I think days. I was given uh, Vicodin. I fell off a horse. I was with uh, my old trader. Uh-huh. After I was visiting her for the summer in England and I ate shit and she gave me a Vicodin and I puked it up and that was it. So I've never. No one's ever offered me anything. My rule now. True. Never taken an opiate. God, I've been offered. Never, you've never taken an opiate? No. Don't. Let me just start you there. Um, I mean, I will. Bad, bad road to start <laughs> down. Um, my rule now is if I'm in enough pain where I don't even think about it, like where you say, here, I have a pill and I'm in so much pain, I just take it. Mm-hmm. I need it. If I even stop to think about, like, am I in enough pain to take that? I don't need it. Oh, <laughs> like, that's kind of my rule now because I'm, I'm certainly not a – I'm a pretty much a teetotaler, but not, yeah, like, not as crazy as a lot of people are. Right. <laughs> um, and that's kind of been my rule so far. I don't think I've ever been given anything cool. Oh. 
Um, I beg to differ. <laughs> You've pulled some pretty cool stuff out around here. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but Twizzlers, it is it's a terrible yes. thing. And it's it does something. I mean, that kind of addiction does something to your head that is so fucked up because you will do anything to get it that feeling really? back. Hmm. Honestly, it's just... We were trying to describe it like right, like it's like you've been cold all your life, and somebody finally gave you a blanket. It's like that's crazy. Somehow you're all of a sudden everything is okay, and it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Everything is okay, and if you don't have that, nothing is. So it's like you go from this constant state. It's really scary, and 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 it creates this weird thing in your head where, like I said, like I was living in this la la land of like this is what life is. And it's like, no, clearly I know there's another kind of life over right. there, but I didn't know how to get over there anymore. Sure. Yeah. It's very strange. And you become just a horrible human being. Like the that. kind of people that, you know, steal your drugs and then help you look for them. And like, just yes. like the worst, all those things that everybody says they would never do. Every single person is doing it. And this, I didn't, I tell you that I had, I went, um, I went on a trip to New York and this is before I was even bad. I think I was like 17. And I bought all my Christmas presents for my family when I was in New York. Yes. And I came back and my car got broken into while I was at my boyfriend's That's house. Right. And it was the fucking, his roommates that broke into my car and stole all my shit. So not cool. <laughs> so but also not cool. like, yeah, of course that's what they did. I would have done it too. Like really? <laughs> at some point. Yeah. You, uh. it, nothing else matters. Like, that's the thing I don't think people get a lot with addiction. It's it's not about you at all. There is nothing against you at all. It's that nothing else fucking matters until you have that. Nothing. Mm. It's just the craziest thing. And it just takes over everything. Fascinating. It's so weird. And now I look back at it, I'm like, I was crazy. Yeah. I was not a good person. That's wild. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I was though. I was like a total chicken. So in comparison to a lot of people, I was pretty good because I was scared to do anything bad. <laughs> so I could get forced into it or be like, um, be coerced just because of desperation or whatnot to do some things. Right. But God, I did not have the brazen balls of like most of the people I hung out with who would literally just don't care. Let's just go try it. See what happens. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. It's nuts. No. Yeah. It's, it was, it's a crazy, crazy thing out there. But like for people who are dealing with it in their own lives and I know like, I think these statistics are way off because I don't think I know anybody who doesn't have somebody in their close circle that doesn't have a problem. Really? That's either in recovery or not. Um, mm, and then that's know. a whole crazy thing too. I don't know anybody now. Is, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm in, in recovery or not. I suppose that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's it you know a lot of milk addicts i do <laughs> um dairy heads dairy. <laughs> <laughs> no i think save you though oh, i don't actually so know anybody who has a real problem i think unless they're just really good at hiding it yeah which i suppose is entirely I, that, possible. it can be part of it but usually i mean i don't know it can be yeah or just Spot. Yeah, I don't think I even know anyone that's like done heroin. Well, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about any alcohol, right. any sort of like some sort of overuse of substance abuse. Yeah, or something. Um, just get an alert. I did too. It just seemed like it buzzed, but I don't know oh, why. Mine did. Citizen I think alert. Maybe. Nearby oh. incident. Smoke odor. 
that maybe Thank it was you, a presidential alarm. Very helpful. Hey, everybody. Ridiculous. President here. Right? Sad. Well, Elizabeth Warren. Sad. She's no Native American. Pocahontas. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. Um, fuck, what was, oh, and then, like, so now, so I've been sober a really long time, right? Yes. And, um, and it's so funny because we get so locked into the way same exact thing, right? Like this is life now. Yeah. Um, that like now there's all these alternative therapies to AA. And the thing about AA is like, it's clearly not for everybody. That's fine. Do anything else you want that gets you sober. True. More power to you. If you find that none of those things work, come to AA, right? Like that's basically really? the motto is like, Hey, we're not the only answer. Right. We're pretty much the last stop answer. Like you've tried everything and nothing works. But we forget that a lot in the program and get really up in arms about other, like, ways to sobriety, right? Like, people get super judgmental about it. It's really funny. So I see people get all worked up over, like, okay, well, now that pot's legal, now what do we do? Because pot's legal and people could do it. And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, what if CBD oil is really helping alcoholism? And, you know, like, it's oh. just really funny, like, juggling all this. And then Suboxone is this new thing, right, where they're doing – and I had a real problem with this, like – with methadone, I've never seen anybody successfully be on a methadone maintenance program. It's never happened as you far mean, as my own experience. They um, just stay on methadone forever? Yeah, and continue to do other drugs that they find that work well with it. <laughs> like, I've oh, just never seen it work. I'm sure it has. I've just never seen it. And everybody I know that's done it is like, oh, the biggest scam in the world. Like, it's just, it's fucking keeps you under lock and key. Yeah, because how does... <clears throat> is methadone like a better, healthier version? Of? It was invented by the Nazis. Nice. So anything invented by the Nazis, probably not a better version. That's mm, my general. No, yeah. I'm just. Um, they were. It's not, but it's 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 a synthetic, so it's not actually opium derived. Okay. And they think they can manage it, but it's actually harder to detox off of than heroin. That makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. It's but it's like but we. It's manufactured by a pharmaceutical company. So was <laughs> it go back to Big Pharma pitched as like get off heroin, <laughs> get on methadone, and then wean yourself off yes. methadone? Yeah. No. So usually the methadone clinics have what they call methadone maintenance, which is where they just expect you to be on it for indefinitely. And then they have a methadone detox program, which is like they start you on a certain milligrams and then they drop you down. And so why is <clears throat> being on methadone for the rest of your life healthier than being on heroin? It's, it's uh, I think they think it's more controllable. You're not sticking oh. needles in yourself. You're drinking it or taking pills. Um, they can manage Does the dosage the better. damage to And your I body? don't think you can OD on it, maybe? I don't think you can OD on it. Oh, interesting. I'm not sure about that part, but... It does damage your body. Yeah, same thing. It's just a weird. Huh. But now they do Suboxone, which is kind of the same maintenance. What does that do? I think it gets you high from what I understand. I don't really know. So but methadone like, doesn't get you high? No, it kind of does, oh. but not in the same way. And it prevents you from getting, like, it's like almost an opiate blocker. Ooh. So heroin doesn't really work on you anymore. Oh, that sucks. So you kind of have to want to not do heroin. But anyway, it's it's like a crazy fucking crazy world. And then you're stuck going to this clinic every day. Yeah. Unless you get take-homes. And then when you get take-homes, and you just sell them. And just... Right. 
Oh, God. Oh, drug addiction. It's so exhausting. It's exhausting. I mean, it's a 24-7 job. Really, which is, I think we've talked about this before, that how when they get, when people get sober, how super, like, successful they can be because they are nothing if not innovative and creative yes. and go-getters. Single-minded. Yeah, single-minded. Focus. I wish I could focus Yeah, they have a lot of skills mind. that once they aren't focused on doing the one thing, they can, wow, look at all these things I can actually Makes do. Sense. Yeah, but it's nuts. And, like, while you're in the middle of it, you don't see anything else and all those people are just a pain in the ass <laughs> like oh, you are in the way of what i need to be doing right now and it's crazy and it sucks because like my sister who had years and then relapsed and is now kind of stuck in a maintenance sort of situation mm-hmm. um it's just it's sad because you watch yeah. somebody's life really dove dive dovetail no it doesn't really dovetail that's what i was gonna say but that's not the word i want it's just kind of nose tanks. Tanks. Yeah, nose dives to from what it could have been to what it, you know, eventually is. And um yeah. it's a tough thing to live with. So you've never had to deal with well, you had a boyfriend who was an alcoholic, is that what you're saying? Uh it's it's a very well, weird he, like he was about as much an alcoholic as I am. So like pretty functional. Mm-hmm. But then people it's still just so weird to me because Lots of people have, like, stories about him just being, like, a certain way that I can't even imagine. Did he like beer? Was he? <laughs> <laughs> I love beer. Uh-oh. Is he very aggressive when he drank beer? <laughs> Only with PJ and <laughs> um, No, they say that he was, like, this raging drug addict behind uh, my back. Uh-huh. And that he was, like, a cheater and a liar. Wow. Like, yeah, people have these amazing stories. And I'm like, I don't see him as being this, like, criminal mastermind. And they're like, well, I don't think he meant to be. And I was like, no, you have to work pretty hard to hide all of this from me for, like, five years of us living together. And I don't know that he has, like, a raging coke habit or something. So it was very... Just because he stayed up all night picking his eyebrows. <laughs> well, yeah. well, and then one guy was like, "Don't, didn't you ever wonder, like how he could drink so much and never be drunk. Uh. And I was like, I guess. But like, I don't... Mm. I mean, he seemed drunk enough. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't know. It was very strange. It I feel like I have almost like a mental block yeah, on like it there's in a some way. Denial because there. it's so confusing to me that yeah. people can really be like, no, 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 he straight up told us X, Y, and Z. And I'm like... He literally told me Z, Y, and X. Like, I don't under... And that is living with a drug addict. <laughs> but, like, I don't think I'm that easy to, like, pull the wool wow. over. You know what's and so... especially, like, once we broke up and I obviously, like, really didn't like him. Yeah. Even I still couldn't really put it together as being, like, the same person. So do you think they were lying to you? I don't know. <laughs> That's what's weird. <laughs> I don't think they were lying. I don't know. It's very weird to me. It is very weird. Well, I mean, it's like the most um, humbling and confusing and um, painful because it's like this person that you knew. Yeah. And I mean, not necessarily in your case because it didn't really turn into that, but um, becomes this other person that is completely unmanageable and will do anything to maintain their lifestyle no matter what it takes. And, it, and like, you have to learn to not take it personally. Yeah. And that's so hard, right? Because it's personal. 
but they yeah, don't mean that, it like, personally. You're being duped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't mean it that way. They're either protecting you or just you're just in the way and they need to do their thing. And there's like, it's like it a just fucking. It's like such an exhausting way to live. It is exhausting. Would have kept up this facade with <clears throat> me and absolutely like spending you know, a week together inseparable or going on vacation or something. And this person is absolutely just lying to me every minute of every day. Yeah. And then they're being honest with you randomly when they see you in a bar one time when you're visiting the city. They, You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't want to believe it. Right. Well, and you don't have to. I mean, I think <laughs> most of the time, I think I just don't. And I but will then say. I really, like, I got in a fight with Lauren about it the other day. And she was like, don't you remember when this happened? And I was like, I probably don't want you to tell me what yeah. I'm not remembering. Because it's probably just going to annoy me. It's like when people shit on something. Like, I feel really bad for this. We're not a person. Because, oh, well, poor like, we're not so, a. It's I know so it's strange. Terrible. The things that I pick up on. Uh, like uh, in big moments like this, like I remember the Brad Pitt Angelina cheating photos when they came out that like hit part of my soul. And I think it's stuff that like I'm as afraid of happening to me, and that's uh, why like that would affect me more than like what happened to Doctor Ford. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Never been close. Like you've been betrayed, not attacked, but right, somebody's betrayed right. your trust. That like you thought you've been really good friends with these guys mm -hmm. your whole life. That you were cool and you were one of the guys. And then yeah. it turns out they had a club where they just talked about fucking you. Like, that would be horrifying to me. Yeah. And I think it's so dick to go back and, like, blow up someone's, like, possibly happier version of their life. Yeah, there's it's really like no point doing It's like when that fucking friend of mine, it, we were, quote, unquote, friends in high school. Years later, she starts dating one of our like guy friends who I'm still friends with. So she comes kind of back into the social circle. And she decides to tell me because I had like one huge love of my life in high school like I was madly in love with him everybody that knew me knew I was just like way too in love with him uh -huh. and he you're destined for heartbreak yeah we all kind of <laughs> thought he was gay on the one oh, hand no, yeah. like he could have come out and gay and no one would have like blinked right um and he was always just a little aloof I mean just like the perfect heartbreak like the clueless guy yeah, just like very in love with himself, knew what he uh -huh. was doing, knew he was gorgeous, knew he was could sing and was funny and was acting and good at soccer and blah, 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 just annoying in general. Right. And um, but like everybody knew he was like my thing. And she comes out years later and says to me, Oh yeah, like you didn't know that you totally didn't know, and we were totally fucking around behind <gasps> your back. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's what? like, yeah, like he'd be at soccer practice and I'd like finish up cheerleading practice and then we'd just like fucking make out behind the bleachers and you had like no idea. I was like laughing about it. Like I was going to just join in and be like, oh, how silly, I'm fun for you. <laughs> and I just went to 15 real quick. It's just like, are you fucking kidding no, me? that's Because terrible. now I had to re-examine mm -hmm. my entire narrative about this high school relationship that I knew wasn't that great to begin with. But now you're telling me that he was actively like yeah. acting on it and being deceptive and being a fucking monster more so than just kind of breaking my heart in a normal way. Yeah. So I was like, fuck you, because not only did you just I, like you just shat on it, you know what I mean? Like it's just you just shut, you just really messed up a big part of my life because now I can't look at those years without thinking that, it, that I was so dumb. Yeah. 
And that's it a really terrible like, takes feeling. a big thing away yeah, from you. That's terrible that she and did so that. So I was just fucking livid for years. And like, and you know, our... she did that because she got something out of telling you that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Which was mildly comforting in the fact that, like, you wouldn't tell that to someone you felt sorry for, right? Mm. Probably. No, you would tell that to somebody who you thought you, was doing better than you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only comfort I can get from the entire exchange. Uh, I need to bring you down a peg or well, two. She's like married to some super dorky guy now, so it's not like she's winning in any sense. Yeah. But like when we had our high school reunion a couple years ago, everyone was like, you know, she's going to be there. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I will it. kill her. Yeah. yeah. But we actually, I was drunk, so we got along fine. But I really just wanted to absolutely stab her. I'm in sure. The you eye. The and I don't even know if she remembers that she told me that or whatever. But I'm just like, why would you do that to somebody? That's so not nice. No, that's not nice. But I will say that part of the whole thing with the way your brain works in addiction, and mm-hmm. maybe this was just me, but I think it's probably all of them. And a lot of people just don't want to say it out loud. Is that being able to pull one over on people like that is it's secretly thrilling. Holy yeah, shirt. it's it's like, you know, and, and I know for, for me, for the people that were in the lifestyle that I was in at the time, it was like you were just so much better than everybody else. Oh, like totally. You totally had. I mean, this is the best thing because you're like literally, okay, yeah, fine. I'll use gutter water and stick that right in my arm. Right? No problem. I am so much cooler than you. Like, <laughs> I've got this whole life thing on lock. You guys don't even know. I'm winning. I have the secret. I know what the answer. And it's just like when you look back on it, you're like, how was I that insane? But it makes you that insane. And so I would just say to anybody who's dealing with anybody who's dealing with a drug or alcohol problem, just know that that's where their brain is. And there's like, there's literally um, no offense. Right? Like, I mean, they, they are not trying to hurt you. That's just where their brain is. And that's just it's it's that way until something knocks them out and usually it's a really bad consequence so for those of you who are trying to save somebody from dealing with their consequences stop (laughs) it's the best advice i can give you just stop because that's the only thing that will get them yeah to do something different because as long as somebody's saving you you don't need to and it's the hardest fucking thing in the world to stop well, yeah, and I mean, just from watching intervention, I'm just like, how? Why are these people still giving these people yeah. money? Why is your mom still driving you to the store to get more beer? Or yeah, whatever? it took me a long. Well, I wouldn't have done stuff like that, but it took me a long time to emotionally separate from the things that my sister was doing, and just As be in able that to. It's not personal to you. Yeah, it's not personal, and I'm I'm not gonna send my life into a fucking tailspin because of the what you're doing. Like, I can't emotionally live your life with you like I've got to do my own thing so I mean and I think I've talked about I'm like I've gotten arrested because of her like literally she said she was me and Mm. got a warrant and had me arrest like bad shit and it was funny because my reaction to it was well of course she did she needed to get out of there right because I was already enough separated I, I was pissed but I understood why she did it yeah and my husband was like, fuck her, you know, like, how dare she do this to my wife? And I was like, well, this is why, she, you know, and right. it was just really that's funny how, like, I could see, yeah, and, yeah, but still be pissed and like, no, that's not okay. You better fucking go to court and handle this. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's wild. Yeah, it's just, they, but she didn't mean anything but, like, she didn't mean it, you know, like, yeah. so I get that at the same time. It's not personal. It's yeah. fucking weird, man. It's, it's bad shit and it's, yeah. It's terrible that it's taking the toll that it's taking on the country and on yeah. families and 
goddamn pharmaceutical company. Go back and listen to our pharmaceutical episode. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I still have trouble finding sympathy. I need to work on that. For drug addicts? For yeah, it's yeah. the whole opioid thing. Yeah. I'm just like it's sorry. I don't know that they have sympathy gone on to cure cancer. I don't know if sympathy is the right emotion to have anyway. Like the right feeling to have. It's not it's, like do I think it's a travesty that it's happening? No. Oh, you don't? It's costing two hundred billion dollars a year. That sucks. Plus. Yeah. But like are we losing like no, our but top the people? Thing, the no. thing that sucks about it the most, just on a purely like big picture. <laughs> is we're paying that. that kind of money out of taxes and insurance and all of that stuff yeah, that's to garbage. deal with that problem. And the pharmaceutical companies are making a shit ton of money off of it. And it's like, that doesn't seem right. Like, no, <laughs> they should have the to clean up after their own mess a little bit on as far as those things are concerned. Yeah, for it's sure. Fucking crazy. But that's nothing to do with the personal toll that it's taking on all those people's families. Just is I think it's very sad because yeah, I, I can't imagine I... being prescribed something by a doctor and then all of a sudden finding yourself in this situation where like you feel that sense of desperation to need it and they won't give it to you anymore. Like yeah. I feel bad for those people because that's not on them really. Like that's they just got kind of fucked. Not everybody yeah, because and again, then, yeah, I, and then I do try to think and like make parallels out of it and be like, well, what if someone told you that like wine was gonna kill? Well, it is apparently turning into poison for my body. <laughs> But if someone was like, okay, but, like, you're just as bad. Your substance isn't as destructive, but you're just as bad as an oxy abuser, mm-hmm. maybe. But then I'm just like, eh, but I feel like if it got that bad, I probably wouldn't do it. Like, I don't like dying in the bathroom for 19 hours anymore now when I have a bottle of wine. So I'm probably, I haven't drank a lot of wine lately. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't understand I guess I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can, I'm too close to it, that I'm too much of an addict, that I'm like, yeah, I could stop if I wanted. Or if Anytime I, I want to. Right? I just don't I'm, want to. If I, I actually am not an addict, so I'm really insensitive to it. Yeah. Like, I don't know which side of the coin, like, I'm And I think on. those people probably have the biggest problem, because they're like, fuck, I tie one on whenever I feel like it, but then I just don't when I, yeah, totally. I'm sure it's really hard for people who are um, just heavy partiers, heavy drinkers that don't have that mental switch. Yeah. That just. Well, like, I can remember the fact that, like, I was a smoker, I feel like, lends something to that. There's probably something addictive in my personality. And, like, my mom's a smoker. So, like, I guess it's the gene is there. Because no one in my family drinks too much. Mm -hmm. There's no drugs. Like, unless I'm just. Unless I'm in the house. (laughs) Person. And literally everyone around me has been doing drugs and I'm oblivious to it. They're just hiding it from you, thinking you're very innocent. Like, don't tell again, Valentina. <laughs> no one. There's not. I don't have any. Oh. There's not even like crazy Uncle Bill who died of heroin. Like right. there's nothing. Like most of my family members, if there's been an interesting death, oh, there's been a couple suicides. So there's mental. And then two of them actually, totally different parts of the family, died swerving to miss deer in the road. But maybe Holy. that's just because I, my family's from so Texas. your family. <laughs> Your family does and always has had a big heart for animals. Yes, to the death. <laughs> to the uh, death. Yes. No, to the pain. Under, under penalty of death. Um, yeah, so I don't... It's weird. I don't know, like, how I'm looking at stuff at all. Yeah. It's hard to get out of your own head and see things objectively. It's a problem. A hundred percent. It's almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Everything is always colored by your own perception. Uh, anyway, that's all I have on that. That's interesting. I mean, it was a stuff, lot. Though. 
It is interesting stuff. It's terrible. It's a weird, weird affliction. It is. And I'm sorry for anybody who's going through it or going through with it, uh, somebody in their family. It's even worse if it's somebody in your family. It's much easier to be going through it yourself, honestly. I believe that. Than watching it happen to somebody else. That's really hard. I think that's uh, true. Yeah. About of almost everything, everything, right? Like, I'd rather have cancer than watch somebody go through cancer type of situation. Eh, well, depends. It's probably easier. <laughs> I mean, just kidding. Not easier, but it's emotionally, it probably is because you, you know, I don't but know. I was talking to someone the other day and we were just talking about my parents. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if it's just them or if it's just a parent thing. They hide all bad things from me until they're over. So, like, my mom managed to get breast cancer. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. And then get a vasectomy and then tell me about it. So, yeah. I was like, that was a very unemotional journey I just went on for 10 minutes. <laughs> you oh, well, I'm glad you're okay. That's why I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. And then my dad had a heart attack and I think triple bypass. Or Holy shit. So, they didn't yeah. tell you until it was nope, over? Nope. Not until afterwards. Wow. Pets die. And it takes like a month for my mom to be able to talk about it. So then she'll be like, so Betty passed away. And I'm like, oh, my God, two months ago. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's crazy. Like my childhood dog died and they waited months to tell me I was in college. And Mm -hmm. they waited until like they came to visit for Christmas. Yeah. Don't want to mess with your grades. Yeah. It's crazy, though. And I'm like, I don't think you guys are doing me any favors by doing this. They're like, but you can't help anything that's happening so why would we want to stress you about it i'm like that's very nice i guess <laughs> now i feel like a bit of an asshole for being such a hot mess my whole life with don't you guys. stress valentina <laughs> out don't tell her about the cocaine in the bathroom <laughs> right it'll just make her drink more yes so whatever um, okay then we're all happy a mess. sunday everyone we're all a mess everyone. everyone's a mess in one so. way or another, we're all just trying to get through this fucking but I would like shit that if show. someone is going through something similar it's nice to know that you're there if they want yes. to ask questions or anything. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Knowing someone. <laughs> Anyone, please. Call me. <laughs> uh, okay, everyone. That's another week's episode. Of happiness. Of, of happiness, happiness Corner and with us. <laughs> uh, you can find us on. Facebook. And. Just the Worst Pod. And Instagram. Just the worst pod. pod and Twitter, JTW Pod. Nice. Is that right? Can they find us anywhere else? Patreon. Patreon. Um, uh, Patreon forward slash just the worst Facebook pod. Groups. Two? Well, there's the, the podcast and then there's the group group. The fun group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can follow the podcast and join the group. Oh, I just was. Valentina's <laughs> breaking her equipment. Oh, why didn't I think it's, that unscrewing that would do anything? She is clearly experiencing the edible situation. <laughs> oh, look, it screws look, on. It screws it's off. <laughs> All right. And on that note, everyone, All bye. Right. Bye. Call me. Love you. Bye.